I showed up like Pickleball Barbie. I felt like a 50-year-old rich housewife in a country club in Connecticut just, just took a dip in my Olympic-sized swimming pool filled with money and then I popped out to play some pickleball. Now, mind you, I woke up very quickly from this vision when the homeless guy peed directly next to the court. So that brought me right back to reality. Oh yeah, I'm in a New York City public park. My bad. Hey everybody, it's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it. Hi everybody, welcome to Exaggerated. I'm so glad that you're here for episode 15. I just had some technical difficulties. My computer is full, like the disk is full, which means there's no more space to store things. So when I go to record things or do videos, like there's no space. And I know I need to like clean it off and figure it out. I got an external hard drive. I still haven't installed it yet. So I just delete like a couple things to do the new thing. And then it's not, um, it's not a sustainable fix. Um, So I do promise to get that fixed. And I hope that this episode fits on the drive. I don't know. I also hope I pressed record. I always like am worried that I didn't press record, but whatever. And so we're doing episode 15. It's a gloomy, gross, rainy day in New York City and no one's into it. Everybody's energy is bleh. Like that's exactly how I feel right now. I'm like, hi, good morning. There's no amount of coffee, water, exercise, endorphins, cocaine that could make this day any more energized. We're just with the the vibes of the weather and the vibes of the energy of the the, the people as a whole and it's it's lower than low right now so that's just where we're at i tried something new we're going to talk about that today it was really fun and exciting and uh we're going to talk a little bit about like sleeping styles and waking styles i've been thinking a lot about that and we're just going to have a silly fun time and then you guys are going to listen to this and you're going to be like wow she's really funny and smart and cool and then you're going to you're going to follow me and you're going to come to shows and that's that's what this is all here for to show you hi look at me here's a little taste ba da ba da 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 that's like the McDonald's song ba da 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 so i won't use that song um but you know anyway let's get into it i tried something new and i'm so excited and i love it i've only done it two times and it's something that's taken over new york city it's taken over Probably other places. I don't play anywhere. I've only played twice. Uh, But it's pickleball. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about pickleball right now. Guys, I love it. I've only played two times. And you go to the courts. Anyone that doesn't know what pickleball is, um, I don't either. So you're learning with me. No, it's essentially like think of, I think of it as like a cross between tennis and like ping pong or like table tennis and regular tennis, something like that. It's you play on a court. It two, there's two people on each side and uh, the girls all wear skirts, uh, like little tennis skirts. And there's like a paddle and it, the ball has like holes in it, like a little wiffle ball. And my God, guys, it's so much fun. It's a little like competitive. It's a little. So you go to <clears throat> there's a few courts all over New York City in the parks and stuff. And uh, you go to the courts and it's like you put your paddles down. My friend is really good at playing and like knows how to like run the things. Um, But 
like run the the signups and like all that. So you basically show up at this place. They're open from say like 10 to five. You show up at the park, you put your paddles down in like a beginner section or advanced section. There's like pickleball clubs and associations that have this stuff so figured out that I, if I had the money, I would hire these people to like organize my household because they've got it down to a science. These people know what they're doing. And so we go to play and you you sign up because we only have like two people so obviously you have to play against somebody and you put your paddle down and you meet the people and they're like hi i'm jerry hi i'm diane and we're gonna play a little bit of pickleball today and i'm like woohoo let's do it so it you essentially there's all these rules that i don't know because it's new and you know you play this game and i love it so much and i get so into it and i get really like excited so i'll like you're I got the best tip the last time. So if anybody's a pickleball player and they're listening to this, uh, here's a tip because I played with this guy and he was a delight and his name was Richard. And I usually don't say names on the pod, but I'm 99.9% sure that Richard isn't listening. So Richard told me that I was playing like tennis and I know how to play tennis like a little bit. I'm not good at it, but I know what the forehand is, backhand and what the motions are. And with pickleball, it's like a different type of ball and it's a hard flat paddle. So he was like, you can't run through it for your motion like you would in tennis. Like think of when you're playing tennis, you're kind of, I think of it as like you're a whoosh and you're through the ball, whoosh. Like your whole energy goes through the ball and it's very bouncy. Think of pickleball as like a a thunk, a thunk. It's like a flatter motion so Richard told me don't go through the ball you have to stop and then strike and let me tell you in only my second game my team almost won like he was of course like oh if the serve didn't go over we were like no no, go ahead try it again like we were all playing very friendly but we actually stayed in the game whereas the first time I played I just got zero 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 across the board and then they said thank you so much for playing please get a skirt next time and I did. I did. I went to Aerie and I got a tennis skirt and I wore it the second time I played. And people probably said, hey, you look like a pro. And I said, you know what? That's called acting. I showed up like pickleball Barbie. And I was in my orange sneakers and like a little orange sweater top with my <laughs> pickleball skirt. What a delight. What a time to be alive. I felt like a... 50-year-old rich housewife in a country club in Connecticut just just took a dip in my Olympic-sized swimming pool filled with money, and then I popped out to play some pickleball. Now, mind you, I woke up very quickly from this vision when the homeless guy peed directly next to the court we were playing on and then said, sorry about it, and walked away. So that brought me right back to reality. Oh yeah, I'm in a New York City public park. My bad. So anyway, my point in saying this to you is that try something new. It was so fun. It was like, I I for, didn't realize, like I grew up playing like softball or I did cheerleading competitively or I did, and so all this like, these sort of team sports, like you forget 
how much fun that is as an adult because we don't really do that. We don't really have like these team sports. Like I think people have like beer league softball sometimes. So they must get that same like type of feeling. And my husband is uh, from Ireland and he was saying how in Ireland and like in European countries, there's much more of a culture of like adults playing sports, like whether it's like bar leagues or work leagues or church leagues or whatever, it's more typical that you would like head out and play a game. Um, and I know my cousin upstate plays soccer all the time and like she'll like go and like play on a team and like that's just so fun. It's so necessary. It's like when I'm playing this game, especially because I'm learning the game newly is newly a word is this like when trump said bigly i'm bigly learning a newly game <laughs> i'm newly bigly hugely learning the pickles game anyway um wow um but like my brain like shuts off and i'm only focused on the rules of the game and where i'm supposed to stand and how i'm supposed to hit the ball and how i'm supposed to, and it's just so fun um so that's a new thing that i've been trying this summer and and it's really funny because there's a lot of drama around pickleball in New York City. Big, big, juicy neighborhood drama. The courts, okay, all of the, pickleball is like a fairly new thing. It was invented in the 1960s um, and like people play it at probably country clubs, whatever. But in the pandemic, a lot of people started taking up the sport because it's an easy game to play. You could set up your own court. You could draw your court on like a driveway and play. And I think it's a quick study. It's not, a, you know, you need less expensive equipment, I'd say, like things like that. So in the pandemic, it really started to pick up as, as a more popular sport to play. So this year, all of the New York City public parks have added like three or four pickleball courts. Like they painted on like how you would paint on like a tennis court. Like they painted the white lines. There's nets there. There's a couple people that like run the sign up sheet and it's so like great. But apparently there's some people that have beef with the pickleballers taking the space in the park that they took. Now, in a lot of the parks, there's there'll be like a section for swings, a section for the water sprinklers for the kids. There might be um, some like structure, like a playground thing. Then there's a basketball court. Then there's like there's already these established places. And then in the center is just a big, wide open space um, just used for whatever. There's like a couple benches, there's a couple, whatever. So people can do whatever sport they want there. They can have a catch, they can play Frisbee, like whatever. So because they've put the pickleball there, now there's people that are mad about that. And I know people are mad about this only because I subscribe to this horrific newsletter. And I say horrific because the headlines are so clickbaity. They're like, enraged woman beaten down by a pickleball paddle because there's too many courts like it's just like insane and it makes you click it of course and I click every single one and there's a paywall and sometimes they pay it because I'm like yep I need this information I need this goss I need the hot goss and these people are big mad about these courts and then so there was three courts in this open area and now no one else really uses this area for anything because there's already a basketball court a pool uh, there's other spaces to be in the park so um uh they some people drew it with like chalk i guess a fourth pickleball court in the park by me and there was an article in the New York City little zine that I read, and they were like, when will enough be enough? Because pickleballers are taking over the scene. And honestly, what else was happening there? 
nothing. There's nothing else there. Like maybe there's some kids like, it, kids don't even like play with the chalk there. Like if there was kids playing with chalk, I'd be like, all right, erase the pickleball thing. Chalk art is important, like justice for chalk art. But there's not, there's nothing there. So we should get the fourth court. So <laughs> fast forward, the episode on the bottom says five days later, and it fast forwards to me at a town hall meeting screaming about a pickleball court. And they're like, ma'am, do you play? And I'm like, look at this outfit. Does it look like I play? And they're like, it looks like it, but it doesn't look like you can swing the paddle. Anyway, so try something new, guys. Have some fun this summer. Um, and and I don't know, who knows? Maybe, maybe soon enough, we'll have a whole pickleball section in the park. And if anybody knows um, about this, I want all the drama. If you like work for the city and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm the one who decides how many courts we get, call me. Because there's also indoor courts in like Long Island City. I've never been to those. Um, but who knows? Maybe this winter when I'm feeling when I'm feeling pickly, I'll I'll head out there. Um, guess who doesn't say when I'm feeling pickly? Pickleball players. People that are good at playing pickleball definitely don't say, feeling a little pickly, you guys want to go have a little paddle-daddle game? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, I was, my dad and mom are on vacation, and um, and that we're meeting them in a week, so they go for a week, and then the whole family is meeting for, we're going on a huge family vacation, and I know what you're thinking, what? The word family and vacation shouldn't go together, and you're right, there's vacations there's trips and there's making memories. Those are the three categories, okay? So the, my idea of a vacation is myself, my husband alone in a warm, hot place. Ideally, I'm escaping a colder place, okay? So it's not hot where I am and I'm going to hot. It's freezing cold snowstorms where I live and I'm going to the hottest most beautiful blue water, white sand beach. I'm laying on a beach chair. The only people talking to me are the waiters that are bringing the drinks to me. And I'm relaxing all day. And then I'm going out to dinner with my husband at night in a cute outfit. I'm napping whenever I feel like napping. That's vacation, okay? Then there's trips. And trips include my child. They include my husband. They can include anybody. They could even include coworkers. There's there's work trips. There's leisure trips. And that's like, hey, we're going to Vermont for the weekend to show the baby the leaves changing. That's a trip. That's a little fun trip. And my and don't get me wrong, my child can't. You know, if my child comes, she can come on a vacation. It doesn't mean there's no kids. I'm only talking about ideal scenarios here. So a trip. Uh, includes anyone. It could be work-related and it's a jaunt. It's just a quick boop, boop, going here for a couple days, going out. Then there's making memories. And making memories is the category that we're going to be in for this so-called family vacation because no one's having a vacation. No one's relaxing. No one's, like, we're all going to be playing games, having a silly time, swimming in the water, all the kids, all the cousins together, making friendship bracelets, and just toes in the sand, having such a great time, fireworks and, and big, you know, barbecues for dinner. That's making memories. So there is a difference. So anyway, we're gearing up to do that with my entire family. 
and my parents and my aunts went down um, for the first week. They're, they have this area for the two weeks, and then we're going to join them. And so I was talking to my dad this morning, and there's like a little bay that he fishes on during this uh, portion of the trip, right before the kids are there, before he's like chilling. My dad wakes up at the crack of dawn. He's the person who's up at 3 a.m. and then waits for everyone to wake up and then talks about how early he woke up. So he's up at like 4 o'clock in the morning having coffee out on the dock, fishing in the bay. Like how sweet and idyllic, right? So my baby child is always up. So my dad will text me and be like, hey, I'm up so that we can talk on the phone because he knows I'm up early. He's up early. So we're talking on the phone today and he's fishing and he's like catching fish. And then he's like, oh, wow, I saw a snake. Oh, I saw a loon. Oh, my God, there's a turtle there. He's telling me about the storms they had last night. It was just a fantastic little conversation. And all of a sudden in my little head, which I think obviously I'm psychic, um, in my little head, I said to myself, I didn't say it out loud. I said, huh. I feel like he's gonna drop his phone in the water. And my dad has like a Nokia flip phone, doesn't have an iPhone. So it's not like he's doing this conversation with AirPods in. Like he's on a phone holding it like it's 1999 on his shoulder going, yeah, you. what are you doing, Rhoda? Like it's literally so um, plucked out of an era. So, um, he is fishing. We're hanging out. We start to say goodbye. I'm like, okay, well, the baby's up. I'm going to da, 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 whatever. I'm going to feed her. It's not all right. Bye. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. Let me know. Da, 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 da. Call your mom's phone later so we can FaceTime. We're like, okay, bye. We don't say the word bye, but the conversation ends. And I'm like, oh, but he's like got a million things in his hands. Five minutes go by and that little thought popped back in my head. And I said, I wonder if his phone fell in the water. So I call back, no one answers. About an hour later, he calls me from my mom's phone and he goes, would you believe I dropped my phone in the bay? What are you doing? Of course I believe you dropped your phone in the bay. I assumed you would drop your phone in the bay. And he says, because he was catching a fish while we were saying goodbye and it was too many things going on at once. And it is, because I'm not a professional fisherwoman. But I think you need two hands on the fishing pole to reel in the fish, I'm assuming, unless you're just yanking it with a stick like it's 1865. So when he went to use the two hands, he did have the phone in his shoulder. And because it is a slim, probably Motorola Razor flip phone, it slipped from his shoulder and fell into the water. And so now he has it in a bag of rice. And it's like it's fine. He has like insurance and it's like a phone from Verizon. Like he could like go to the store and get one. It's fine. No one calls him. I'm going to be there in a couple days. My sister's going to be there in a couple days. Like we're the people that call him. It's fine. My mom's in the same place as him. She calls him six times a day. My mom probably calls my dad from the living room that they're in at least six to 12 times a day. But yeah. So I just thought that was so, so funny. Um, But yeah, I was uh, before we before I sat down to do this. Um, I was like so hungry and I was like, I don't want to eat a meat. You know, when you're like about to do something and you're like, oh, I just got to get this done. Like you don't want to like sit down and like have a lunch and then do it. Or, oh, like you just want to get in there, get in, get out, be done with it. Right. So I ate a, like a protein bar and I, I think protein bars are fine. Right there. They do the job. You've got you need something in your bag. Fine. Like I eat those RX bars and they're so good. Like I love those. But when you think about what it is, like, would you eat this item like in your life? Like if this wasn't packaged and marketed as healthy protein, 
here's a pretty color. Here's a tasty blueberry flavor or a chocolate flavor. Like if it didn't say that, would you ever mash up nine dates, whip an egg into it and press some nuts into it and be like, mmm, that's my meal? No, you literally would never eat that. So what are we like? It's just so funny, but I'm like, package it up and charge me $7 for it. I'm in, baby. I'm in. I'll make it my personality. I'll be a RX bar girl. Here you go. We're doing it. I like the blueberry the best. And I like the peanut butter one, but not always. Sometimes, you know when sometimes you just want a flavor that's not like thick? Like I feel like some flavors are thick, like chocolate, peanut butter. Like you're like, oh, you can like feel the thickness of that flavor, even though I know what you're thinking. Every RX bar is a thick thing. Um, I agree, but like the blueberry one to me feels lighter than like the peanut butter flavor. Hmm, wonder why that is. I don't know, maybe we'll do a taste test. Maybe I'll put them all next to each other, cut up and see if it makes a difference. I don't know, my kid likes them too. They have RX bar kids and that's a scam. That's the biggest scam I ever saw because I sometimes get the RX bar kids because they're literally smaller. That's all it is, they're just smaller. They're the exact same recipe. There's no like extra iron because kids, if they don't drink a lot of milk, like they need iron, whatever. Nope, nope, just smaller. Same price for a box of six, but they're just smaller. So you're not fooling me, RX bar. I'll just I'll just cut up a big one for her and she'll probably eat it because my kid's a beast. But uh, we, <laughs> I uh, I was talking to my friend earlier today and I got my nails done you guys should watch on YouTube because they look so cute. I'll touch the microphone now. <laughs> pretty, pretty. But I got my nails done and to do the art on it, like the nail art on it, the girl used one of those like airbrush guns, like airbrush, shoot, can I, yeah, I guess it is an airbrush gun. But she like put the gel polish in a thinner and then put it in and then sprayed it. It was so cool the way she did it. And it was such like a nostalgic moment for me because I remembered when, I was in high school and I would go get my nails done and I would get like fake acrylic nails and I wanted like thick white French tips and they used to do it with like the pink and white, like the acrylic powders all together, smooth, whatever. Or they would just smack some fake nails on you, file them, you know, put a plain nude colored acrylic or pink acrylic and then just smack on an airbrush white tip. They used to airbrush on the white tip and it was so crisp white and thick. And I was talking to my friend about that and we were talking about how we used to be like bottle service girls or bartenders and our nails would just glow in the club we were working in because they were so white. And we used to be like, it was just, just what a time, what a time. And I haven't seen an airbrush machine for nails probably in, dear God, 10 to 15 years and the girl was using it and I was just like oh my god I feel like you're gonna airbrush white and I'm immediately gonna be transported into making the front of my hair straight and the rest of it crunchy curly and I'm gonna put on white eyeliner and black eyeliner on the top and the bottom and then put on three polos and stack the popped collars and then put on ripped jeans and Uggs <laughs> and we used to have to fold the jeans thinner to fit in because skinny jeans weren't a thing dear god guys what a time what a millennial moment to sit down and she's like hold on i'm gonna do your nail art and then she pulls out an airbrush machine i was like ma'am thank you that's so good and that actually brings me right into the 
ick and love of the week, okay? So my ick of the week is bad customer service, okay? I cannot stand when a company, and my friend talked about this on his podcast, and I wonder if this is what like kind of planted the seed for me of this ick, and then I started like noticing it more and more. And I noticed it yesterday when I went to get my nails done because the place that I went to is so good, they're so great, and the girl that I had yesterday is so good, so great. Her customer service is so good. Like they just make the whole process enjoyable. And I feel like good customer service is like so hard to come by. And when you're paying a premium for a service, like if you enjoy that time, you don't mind paying the extra money. You'll shell out an extra 40, 50, 60 dollars, whatever it is, because you're like, wow, this is worth it. This is such an enjoyable time. You're in a good mood. Endorphins are flowing. You're like, here's some money. So why are some people sitting at their little cash register scowling like I'm ruining their day because I'm buying a, a Reese's peanut butter big cup at Dwayne Reed. Like stop, you know what I mean? Like it's like, or they'll be sitting there like scrolling on their phone, just staring down. And you're like, guys, like this is, a, I, I understand the world is also crumbling around us and these people are probably going through their own hard things. So I know sometimes like you can't always be sunshine and rainbows, fine. But take a little bit of pride in your job and at least like do the bare minimum of like, hello, scan the items, goodbye, without like scrolling your phone the whole time. I don't know, right? Like probably figure it out. And then this is kind of a weird love for this week. It's kind of boring, but I just think all of us can benefit from something like this. So I started setting the, and maybe you guys already do this. I are, I started setting the social media limits on my phone. I didn't, I thought you, I knew you could do it in the apps and they would like pop up a little reminder, but it's so easy to bypass because these apps, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they want you to stay on them. So yes, they have these tools to say that they have them, but they're so easy to bypass that you don't even realize. You might be watching something on TikTok and then your warning comes up and you click like, one more second because you're watching something and then it doesn't come back up to remind you. So I set the ones in iPhone and I find that those ones feel a little more stringent and a little more like more policing. Um, and so I've been using those and I really, really love them a lot. So go in the settings um, and I don't, I mean, every phone is gonna be different, but go in the general settings of your iPhone and, and check that out because it helps my brain a little bit because we don't realize how much we're just constantly on our phones as I record this on a phone for you to watch on YouTube. I'm aware of the irony, guys. We can only be aware. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on social media. Reach out if you want, need anything at all. Have a great week. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lin. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.